All right, all right, all right, all right. It is Wednesday. Yay! This is WBLK 1230 AM. I am Dr. Adrian. This is NOLA Ed Education for Liberation. And I'm happy to be here um, post Thanksgiving Colonizers Day. Happy to be in the studio um, and um, hoping that my co-host will make it. I don't know where she is. She said she was on her way, and yet she's not here. So we are going to, um, I do have a guest in the studio who will, uh, we, you know, she's, she's just ready for everything. So she will join me while we wait for Dr. Maria to join us. There's a lot going on. Um, some good things. Good things that happened. The Saints are 10 and 2. That's exciting. They beat the Falcons in Atlanta. Wish they would have beat them in here in New Orleans, but they beat them and they won the NFC South. I'm really excited about that. I know you don't know a lot about this, Alana, but I'm excited. And my Jags beat Grambling. And I had to endure for the first half texts and calls and People ribbon the first half of the um, of the Bayou Classic because Southern was down three to twenty one, and it was like, oh, so sorry. And I said, it's not over till it's over. Just wait, just wait. And my Jags pulled it out, so I'm I'm excited um, that we uh, did what we had to do. I didn't get to, I heard the halftime show, but not all of it because I had to watch it on TV. But um, my guest. Will you introduce yourself, please? My name is Alana Dixon. What is your name? Alana Dixon. Do you have anything before your name? My name is Dr. Dr. Alana Dixon. (laughs) You know that's a little (laughs) insane. Dr. Alana Dixon. And what are you a doctor of, Alana Dixon? Alana Dixon. I have a Ph.D. in developmental neurobiology and an M.D., so I'm an M.D. Ph.D. Okay. And your specialty? My specialty is neurosurgery. Neurosurgery. So you like to cut heads open. I do. I like to crack heads and to cut heads. <laughs> and play <laughs> with people's still brains. But I'm still in training. In training. And, and mess with people's brains. I do. Because that's what neurosurgeons yes, do. Yes. I like to scramble minds and brains. Okay. Because they're different. The mind right. is different from the brain. From the brain. Okay. And guess who showed up today? Okay. So here's what happened. I decided to take a different way. See, why? Why? Because the internet said it would be faster. The interwebs. Ways, I took, ways. Yeah, I took ways, and it said to take UEP long. Why? Does that make sense, Jeff? It didn't, and that's. And yet you did it anyway. Because I was like, nothing all about New Orleans. The way around. Nothing about New Orleans ever makes sense to me when but I the drive. UEP long, ma'am. It took you literally way out the way to bring you back. It took over me. Here. Yeah, I did. That is actually, that's what happened. I could just strangle. And the thing is, is that like midway through, I was like, this just doesn't feel right. Feel right. You know, that's like right. I don't feel like this God. is like working out the way I thought Who it would. It? Jazz, we you tell- You're entitled, you're entitled that one time because it happens. It happens. It, I, it, it screws us up all, all, all around. I really here, believe so. the internet. See, was there traffic? Yeah, no. The thing was is that there wasn't any traffic. It just was literally. It took me all like I drove all around the city. I drove all the way around the city. All, all through Jefferson Parish. 
I did. And then there was like, why am I going through Metairie? This feels really not right. I cannot stand you. I and I like, left girl. early. <laughs> I was like, this girl's going to make me strangle her. But I'm just glad you're here. Oh, my Thank goodness. You. Um, all right. Why did Kamala Harris quit the race? Kamala? Yeah, Kamala. Um, she needed, she didn't have a lot of support. Did, what was her platform? Being Nobody cool. knows. Nobody knows. Kamala didn't even have a platform. Did her she? sister was running her campaign. Well, there's a problem. That's half the problem. Right that there. actually was a really big problem. Apparently, according to her staffers, um, nobody knew exactly what her sister's job was. And sometimes, apparently, she wasn't feeling, you know how sisters are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. How are sisters? Um, <laughs> treacherous. Treacherous. Not two, treacherous. Two babies. First of all, I two am the youngest. Yeah. You <laughs> just just... Have a seat, because if Teresa was here, Teresa would have my back. She really would. She would be like, yes. uh, I bet she wouldn't have. I bet if she had made sure to let her sister have hiring and firing power, she'd still be in the race. But a pro- anyway, yeah. So it's it is messed up the commas out. But can we can we get some order to this show first? Yeah. Please? Okay. Thank you. Because you just coming in late. I know. I was thinking about. I was listening to the news on it. Today. On Kamala? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. The mind of Maria. We often journey through the mind of Maria. I know. I know. It's always <laughs> here. On WBOK 1230 AM. <laughs> um, but before I forget, we are on Twitter. We do have a Twitter account. We're not live on Twitter. We're live on Facebook, but you can't see me. Hi, everyone. You can see Maria, who came in late. I'm sorry. Um, and you can call the station, 504 504- Two six zero nine two six five. I can't see the number, but I know it. Oh, there it is. Nine two six five. Call in. Call. We're gonna just talk about a lot of different things: politics, medicine, right? Woo-hoo. Home improvement. Home improvement. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, education. Hopefully. That's the primary thing that we're gonna talk about. Um, education, and um, you know, just be happy and be here. And I haven't seen you in so long. Last week I was um did I do no, I did the show last week, didn't I? No, no I didn't do it. Because it was last Thanksgiving. Week. Yeah, you know all the weeks blend together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um the week before, the week before that, I, I did the show. Sick. You were sick yeah, and I had I guests because we had the University Council on Education Administration. Which was an exciting show. If you'd like to rewatch yeah. it anyone. It or not available. watch, but listen. Oh wait, I guess they can it is, watch you it. can rewatch it on our Facebook page. Uh, we're gonna fix this camera because all they can see is you and and, then and eventually see. I'm going to forget that you can see me and I'm going to start to make awkward and strange Just don't dig in your nose, that's all. I've never dug in my nose oh, on okay. camera. Maybe that's me. <laughs> um, <laughs> on camera. <laughs> so, a couple of things. So let's let's start by talking about Kamala since that's a big deal. It, it is. It really is a big deal because, but you know what's interesting is that they've said that there won't be any people of color. Well, I guess Cory Booker, so Cory Booker and Julian have not made, and, and well, I don't they like They haven't Gabbard, technically so made enough money to be on the debate stage mm. in two weeks. But and here's the thing. None of the Congressional Black Caucus members who endorsed Kamala have said who they're moving their endorsements to. Mm. So actually there's a lot of potential for um, Julian Castro or Cory Booker to get the support necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also it's an equity issue, right? Yeah. So um, just like all diverse, you know, when we think about diversity, if we're going to hold to particular 
fundraising standards when it's just kind of ignoring, mm-hmm. right, the racial politics and the history of the wealth disparity in the U.S. Now, so Kamala, her, her, um, she was spending about a dollar forty for every dollar she was taking in, so she was losing millions of dollars. Mm. Well, that's not good. Yeah. Um, but just compared to to the big four, right? Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders, Biden, Buttigieg, and Warren, Cory Booker, Julian, and Kamala didn't they, dollar for dollar. They just didn't have the same, and they may not even have the same capacity. Yeah, depending to on raise. like what demographics they're appealing to. But here's mm-hmm. the thing that's like bizarre world to me about it. The um, reporting on it is really weird mm. because I was listening to 538 and they were talking I don't about like sort 538, of. Go ahead. You know what? Go ahead. Say what you no, I say. don't. Li- I'm starting to. I've heard He's other very people. problematic. His coverage. I, I stopped liking him because of his coverage of Katrina, but education, post Katrina education. So. so they were. This is why. This might actually be my deal breaker episode for them. Okay. So I had a little moment where they talked about how. Or they one of the claims that they made in terms of their data set was that no election had ever been decided by uh, voter suppression tactics, and fundamentally that can't be something you we prove because that's a negative that you can't <laughs> prove a negative. Right. First of all, and secondly, like if voter suppression tactics include people not even having like, how are you going to say that that's true? Mm-hmm. Like you're. Like, obviously, your poll numbers would be off because of racism and not right. polling people who weren't able. Right. So you're no. OK, so that was the whole thing. And they did end up having to have somebody come onto the show later and be like, oh, you know, um, when we said that, we might have been misspeaking. Yeah, I mean, George W. Bush's first. Thing well, comes all to of mind. the elections prior to the voting rights. Act. Right. Every, Basically, <laughs> like literally every election since. So you're willing to commit. You're saying mm-hmm. with your whole entire face mm-hmm. that every election since 1920, right. no election, including mm-hmm. local, mm-hmm. local or state, mm-hmm. was negatively was had the ultimate decision of the election, the ultimate decision of the electorate impacted mm-hmm. because of voter suppression tactics. That's I what mean, you're that's saying with your right. whole. You're right. just right. you're just right. 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 Not I even in Kentucky, which I, I just hate in my head as or like Alabama. Or, or Alabama, Alabama, Louisiana, or, yeah. or, or Mississippi. What? I mean, places yeah, right. that we literally have. Indiana. With your, well. you're just saying it. Right. Okay, you're yeah. saying it. Okay, but anyway, today they were like, "But what about the mystery of the black electorate? Because you know, it seems like some black people aren't making their voting decisions about their race. So does it really matter um, if there's only white people on the stage during, you know, the Democratic debate?" Hmm. Because black leftists, they're not voting based on identity. It's very mm. strange. Did you mm. know that? It's strange. <laughs> hmm Yeah. There was a great piece by um, Derricka. Oh, what's her last name? It was a really quick, short piece in The Guardian. I'll find it. And um, uh, and she talked about why, you know, so, the, the, so it's interesting the people who have supported Kamala mm. post her... Um, her suspension of her campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, people that I wouldn't normally associate with supporting her um, who have criticized people of color who criticized her now mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. she's out of the race. So yeah. while she was in the race, there was plenty, you know, uh, I, I can't prove that they were critical, but knowing who they are, they would have been critical. Mm-hmm. But now they're kind of chastising folks who were critical of her and why she was so important to be in the race mm-hmm. because identity <clears throat> politics. Um, and that identity politics matter, except that to a certain extent, that can't be the only 
reason to support her. Right, they can't how, be about, how about this? Every time we've had a female candidate run for president, they've always statistically become more popular after they stopped their run for presidency. <laughs> Hillary Clinton is mm-hmm, a great example right. of that because mm-hmm. she was more popular each time af- mm-hmm. after she ran. Like, people loved her then. Mm-hmm. But the moment she started running, then all of a sudden, no one likes her. And yeah. even with Shirley Chisholm. Chisholm? Chisholm? Chisholm. Yes. Yeah. My soror. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> Had to get that out. It's coming out. Um, what's her name? So Derricka Purnell. I just I just found it. Yeah, she wrote a great piece on why. Yes, we should vote for a black woman. We're ready for a black woman president, but Kamala wasn't it. In fact, I think that's the title of the piece, which I thought was dope. Many Americans are ready for a black woman president, just not Kamala Harris. Um, so it was short. It was a great piece mm-hmm. um, where she, you know, talks about Kamala's record as the as a um, district attorney mm-hmm. and then the state attorney general, as mm-hmm. a prosecutor and then the state attorney general, that, that you know, we, you, you can't call her grassroots when the people who are, you know, the grass, she was uprooting. Ooh, that, was, <laughs> that was a great metaphor. What? Yeah. What? What? So, anyway, she wasn't, and, and that her campaign actually didn't appeal to grassroots. Like she, I, That's what I was going to say. She wasn't trying to be a grassroots person. Well, she claimed that. Oh, so, okay. if you look at any of her stuff, like, I was actually about to buy a t-shirt, because I was like, oh, you know, she ran for president. You should have that memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, she has a shirt. Her her stuff says Kamala Harris for the people. That's oh. her slogan. So, isn't that like, isn't that like a lawyer, like a law thing to say, like justice for the people? Like I don't know. I feel the like people. they say it a lot on Law and Order. Mm. <laughs> so that which is I like mean, the extent know, of my obviously. my law context. <laughs> like it seems like a thing yeah. that I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um. I liked Kamala Harris. I mean, I think her, you know, justice reform stuff in California was, you know, not the greatest. But I like how she questions people as a senator. I think she's intelligent Mm -hmm. and she's nimble. You know, I think she's really. Yeah, Kamala Harris for the people. That's her. Mm -hmm. That's her campaign. She had some dope T-shirts like she has one on. um, Oh, what's one I was going to buy? I'm going to pull it up. I wonder if there's I was like, going to pull the trigger yesterday, and then I was—I had promised myself I wouldn't buy things that I don't need, so I don't it. need that. Um, I wonder if there's like a correlation between people who have really good graphic artists and people who are gra- and people who are grassroots. See, you know what's interesting is that she didn't do the typical blue. Like I'm amazed at how many campaigns and their color is blue. Yeah, she has now. Just if it didn't have her name, it would be dope. Like she has these. Black on black T-shirts, mm-hmm. black with the vinyl and her she's name. From the Bay Area. I mean, it's a dope T-shirt I, mm-hmm. or sweatshirt, a hoodie. But this one shirt, historically black, I wanted that shirt so I'm, bad. Can you still just buy it from a website? Yeah, you can. You All can right. buy it. Um, and then she has a T-shirt. This is kind of cute. We the people, she the president. Mm-hmm. You know, those are some cute shirts. Those are really that's cool. Mm-hmm. She has her little hats. She has something fearless that they're calling. Um, what did they? They called it, uh, there's another name for it on their site. There's a name for this design. I forgot the name. But anyway, it's Kamala Harris for the people. Those are really cute shirts. Mm-hmm. They are, and I just feel like, like when Obama ran, you didn't know if he was going to win or not, but it's kind of historic, and so you needed to have his memorabilia, like mm-hmm. pins and yeah. bumper stickers. So I have all that stuff, and I feel like. I told you about the, the painting my auntie had. Mm-mm. My auntie, and bless her, like she's she's passed. But she had this giant, like, like the size of a wall painting 
that was Barack Obama and Michelle Obama a little bit naked. Not mm-hmm. like totally naked, but it was like, mm-hmm. you know, like she was behind him so you couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Riding a black unicorn. Oh, wow. Um, on a rainbow. Wow. Nice. Yeah, it was wow. fantastic. She it was like on black velvet. Like, Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah wow. I think but did it look cheesy? Or? I mean, it I looked mean, like somebody like who was velvet. very sincere in their right. support of Barack Obama yeah. but the bought a velvet. painting of him riding a unicorn had to be on a rainbow. Velvet. She got it from the French market, I think. Wow. Yeah. Oh, good for her. So and there's good. also a purse that I haven't yet gotten, but it's like... Who has the photo? Who has the painting? Uh, probably her daughter. I'm sure it's like folded up somewhere. I'm folded up? Probably. Dang like, it. no, what? You have to be framed? a certain age... To have a black velvet painting of, of Barack time. Obama. But they didn't, she, your aunt didn't Oh, no, it? she had it on the wall. That's how I know Not about framed? It. No, she just pinned it up on the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's talking about. That's so black. Oh, great. Um, I love black people. No, there's a purse I really want to get from the French market, and it's just made of pictures of Michelle Obama's face. Oh, hmm. wow. Yeah, it's a little backpack purse. Huh. Wow. Yeah. It's vinyl. It's really shiny. I love it. I haven't. I like have talked to the. You know what? You're laughing. Are you? A but here's the reason I haven't bought it. Because I saw it once. You don't want everyone to know. No, 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 no. <laughs> Every time I've gone to the lady who sells it, mm-hmm. um, after the first time I saw it, because I like was like, man, am I gonna get this? Like, is everyone gonna judge me if I have a shiny? <laughs> yes. Because I, I was gonna wear it to. Everyone I was gonna bring it to like National Women's Day Association. I was like, huh? Is everybody at my my workplace essentially gonna judge me if I show up with like Michelle Obama's face on a backpack, <laughs> but like multiple of her faces? Because it's like literally just. Is it like her head in different orientations, like all over? Yeah, and oh, it's wow. like some of them are from like the magazine covers. Oh wow! So it's like an eighties. It's like very eighties, but it's also like very crazy looking, mm-hmm. which I recognize, but I love that about it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, am I gonna really go to like a conference or my job with this purse? Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I was like, oh, absolutely. Like, that's definitely the life I'm about. It was sold out. <laughs> oh. And every time I've gone back to the same lady in the French Quarter, it has been sold out. In the, where in the French Quarter? At the French Market. Oh, at the French Right market. in the okay. corner where the purse lady is. Mm. I don't know where the purse lady is. You should. She actually has a lot of great purses. I don't buy cheap purses. But they're not. They're like <laughs> I mean, it's vinyl. There's pictures kidding. of Michelle on it. Like, it's, yeah, you know, it's I mean, not I'm the not, most expensive thing. I'm not going to say it's like a billion dollars, but yeah. it's like, you know. Was it at least 50 yeah, it was at least fifty. Mm. But so, I was going to so talk her down because no, there's a matching, just, I wouldn't pay there's a matching Barack Obama purse. purse. Yeah. And I, my plan, and I hope she doesn't listen to the show, but my plan was that I was going to say I was going to buy both for seventy because she wanted fifty for both. Oh, mm. so I'm trying to talk her down. That's not good. Why? Why? Because she makes money off of that. Yeah, I make money off of other stuff. Man, how are you going to go to the market? This is how this lady makes money. But here's the thing. Bargaining is fun. Wow. Millennials, Bargaining is fun. Millennials like, suck. Like, no, it's like a negotiating is very, is fun. No, it's so not. Then, so not then I would have my cash, because this is what you have to do. You have to have your 10s in one spot and your 20s in another. So then no, you can at one point are, pull out your that's money wage and say, theft. You are stealing money. Theft? Yes. If they agree. Pay that lady what she charges. But so she then has to you pay say, to have her oh, boo. you know what? I only have eighty dollars on me, to but it doesn't work if they see you have other money. But but you would you spend, see what I'm saying? That's no. why you have the money yeah, in that's a different wrong. spot. I don't agree. You I don't agree love with Russia. negotiating. I, with I, I wish I could go to Russia because that's where I learned Russia. I learned how to um, bargain like that when I was in Cuba. Oh. You see, wow. and sometimes I would just pretend I didn't understand Spanish until they said it. We just don't really do that in the U.S. Yeah, we should. 
If the <laughs> bottle of the lotion, if the top of the lotion bottle is cracked or the pump doesn't work, that's why different. can't I tell that's you different. To, that yeah, I but, only want to the purse is cracked? There's nothing wrong with the purse. You just don't want to pay this lady what she's charging. That's she true. has to pay that for the <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> but shamelessly for no right. reason whatsoever. For but no good reason. Does she really, what if she likes bargaining she, she doesn't, doesn't. <laughs> otherwise she would say all right she would tell you and because she can't afford a, st- being a real store okay, Maria. That's, true. that's fair that's fair she didn't say okay give me 50 and i'll take 30 for the next one she was like no this is 50 and this is 50 okay but what about what about if she was, didn't have did she have what a if twofer? it was 90 did she have a twofer no, sign she didn't uh-uh. yes uh-uh. don't do the sister uh-uh. like that but maybe she should hey, no but she gets to set her prices <laughs> <laughs> so low down do you go to walmart and tell what people at walmart or where because i don't shop at walmart but <laughs> i people, would if i could find a salesperson you would go to them and say and they would, <laughs> would tell you say, ma'am no i would say okay goodbye i'll take goodbye, all Maria. of your rice krispies <laughs> I'll, I'll 20 of these boxes but not for three dollars each okay I'll give you 40 and you never have to see a Rice Krispie box again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, no, because all these people will pay the regular right. price. They just want one box and they'll pay full price. And you know what? I'm talking really big for someone who's gone there like four times. And <laughs> each time I've gone, price. they've been sold out. See? Wow. Yeah. You should have bought it the first day. I yeah. should have. You should have. Because she has, she makes a lot of, or- she makes a lot of orders of it. Mm. So like, she'll be like, oh, I had it in. I'm mm-hmm. going to have more in on Sunday. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, I'll be there on Sunday. And then I'll go in and, and try to, Take money from that lady. Why are you? You know, this is the issue. Why are you not on my side? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the side of the little people on the grass, the roots. She's fine. You don't know she that. She has so many purses. <laughs> she, has, she has a whole store of She's purses. at home stitching. Stitching. <laughs> purse by stitching. hand. I don't Takes think her three she, hours. I don't yes. think she makes them herself. Mm-hmm. Maybe she gets them made in the Philippines. Who yeah, knows? That's where I think she gets them from because they come in. Those Filipinos deserve their money. Yeah. Do you think she's paying them? She has to get the purses. She probably pays them a full year's if, salary. If she, if she pays them an unfair percentage... Is it my fault if I then pay for her an unfair percentage? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. So my mother used to sell purses. <laughs> we used to sell purses from the Philippines. And I actually had to sit in her booth and sell them. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so I'm very sensitive. So I, I should have disclosed see, that early see. on. Yeah, because like this whole negotiated <laughs> hypothetical Filipino purse maker. It's like, because I was right. like, this getting really specific Because <laughs> you're Japanese mother. And I had to sit, yes, in a booth and with people who would try to, I'm like, look, lady, we are so selling you know these to make money money in another spot i didn't care i didn't oh. i didn't cut deals i didn't do that we didn't believe that we have prices set that's what you pay move on man oh man mommy still yeah. loved doing those she never did any, i was the one doing oh she yeah would you sit set there, everything up too huh? and she would sit and act like she couldn't speak english i was like oh geez yes it, i hated it why does she act like she couldn't speak english i don't know i Who think knows? she thought people were gonna buy more oh my she gosh. faked being an immigrant i don't know <laughs> No, but she doesn't speak any other language. To, all she English. speaks is English. Yes, I hated why? it. So oh, cool. I don't know why. I hated it. I'm so traumatized. Crazy. I can tell. Yes, so Where play those, pee those people. There's their children being forced to sell these purses. She looks very old, though. You never know. That's true. Maybe her children help her unload. This is WBOK 1230 AM, where we talk about everything. You know Wage theft, selling in a market, 
There's really good porn there, too. I am Dr. Adrian. I'm Dr. Maria. I'm Dr. Alana. Yay! <laughs> and we will take a short break, and we'll be right back. It's Wednesday. This is WBOK 1230 AM. We are NOLA Ed Education for Liberation. And I am Dr. Adrian. I'm Dr. Maria. And I'm Dr. Alana. Oh, oh. three doctors. Except I'm Dr. Doctor. The three. Wow. Trace. That was unnecessary. I know. <laughs> so nasty and so Trace rude. Doctora. <laughs> Um, so we're here talking about all kinds of things. We were talking about Kamala, but we're going to move on from politics. Call us, 504-260-9265. Usually we talk about public education. Um, and, uh, you know, we're educating the public today on different things. So I think we had a great conversation before our break on politics, Kamala Harris. Not negotiating. And yes, not stealing wages from small vendors. Because it's wage theft. Yes. (laughs) Um, And so we're going to switch to talk to Alana, a.k.a. Nuki. (laughs) Dr. Nuki. (laughs) Dr. Nuki. Um, Dr. Alana Doreen Dixon, who I named. I named her. Um, Is my little sister, my baby sister. And um, she is a neurosurgeon, so... In training. In in training. And so I want you to kind of talk about what are... So we try to um, provide information for Mm -hmm. a lay public. Um, And um, so most folks are just regular old people who have back pain, who ride bikes without helmets. Who who have strokes. Who have strokes. Mm -hmm. um, And... Or are have you know may have had a stroke and didn't know so there are different kinds of strokes, and at the point that you so I'm really ha- um, harping on the stroke thing because I've actually witnessed someone having a stroke and that she didn't know and um, mm. we called um, I called nine one one and at first I thought she was drunk but she wasn't she was actively having a stroke mm. and uh, I worked at the Michigan League I worked at a hotel mm-hmm. and she was just acting really weird and so I called 911 and then called her son mm. and um she was actively she was having a stroke and so mm-hmm. they ended up having to do surgery mm. and that's why the that's why I'm talking about the this, window the, the okay. window of okay. time when you have a stroke and when you What was she to, doing? She was it you she almost looked like she was drunk so mm-hmm. she wasn't making good decisions she was walking around with cash so Michigan, the Michigan League is, used to be the Women's Hotel, which yeah, is yeah. irrelevant. But they sponsor um, football games. The Alumni Association sponsors football games. So there was a football game that weekend, and she was staying in the hotel. And they were traveling to a game. Mm. And so she was walking around. It was early in the morning, and she was walking around with, like, $200, $300 in cash mm. in her hands. Mm. She had her sweater on backwards, on inside out, and she just looked disheveled and um, she couldn't really understand commands, like mm-hmm. she, or just conversation. Mm-hmm. She didn't know where mm-hmm. her luggage was, and then she it, she couldn't check out of the hotel properly, mm-hmm. and she didn't. She was really disoriented. But I thought 
this just wasn't right because she wasn't drunk. Mm-hmm. She just was disoriented. So yeah. I called 911. And then I looked up and I called her son and I said, you really, I just didn't want her to, get, she was going on a bus. So you right? don't want her to be on the I bus. I didn't want her to be on a bus. I was like, this oh, yeah. just seems unsafe. She saved her life probably, yeah. actually. And, mm-hmm. um, and In two ways, came. because if you hadn't made it really clear that she wasn't on the substance, the police might have responded right. to they her might. very mm-hmm. differently. Yeah, that's true. And her son was in Indiana, I think, or oh, Illinois, well. whatever, and he drove in and um, she was having a stroke at that and they took her to the hospital. So So at that point when you're displaying symptoms, Mm -hmm. are all strokes, do they, are they created equally? Are there different stages? And at what Mm -hmm. point would you have to, I know that you, you're so you can, um, that neurosurgeons don't diagnose the stroke, Mm -hmm. but at the point that somebody has to have surgery, Mm -hmm. you do. So, so yeah, we don't, I mean, we see strokes on our patients in the hospital. But um, it's really emergency medicine doctors typically and neurologists in the emergency room setting or elsewhere that will frequently diagnose a stroke. Um, So you look for different things, but there are different types of strokes, and strokes hit any area of the brain. You can have strokes in your spinal cord. You know, you can have strokes all over the place. Yeah, so a stroke is basically just um, a lack of flow of blood. And in the brain, we typically think, and this can happen anywhere really, but you think of ischemic Mm -hmm. versus hemorrhagic strokes. Ischemia is where you have a blood clot. Mm -hmm. So you have blood vessels. They can be big blood vessels. They can be small blood vessels, and that's the caliber. So that's the width of the tube that the blood is flowing through. So if you have an ischemic stroke, you just got a little tiny clot. And it could be anything. It could be blood. It could be debris. Maybe you have Calcium. calcium deposits or, you know, other schmutz in your blood vessels. And that can break off and travel up to the brain. How does, um, it that, travel how does it to the get neck. into my blood vessels? Um, generally from poor diet or mm. you have, you know, arteries that are filled with, you know, different types of substances. Usually it's just plaques. We call mm-hmm. them plaques. So they're deposits of cholesterol and calcium. And, but where does it go if I change my diet? Um, it'll just dissolve over time. Your body has mechanisms to get rid of those things. Okay. Um, but if you overwhelm it by, you know, basically deranging your whole mm-hmm. physiology and, you know, we'd have to talk at length more, you mm-hmm. know, to understand all of it. But um, basically you can do things um, to keep your, you know, your blood from being um, conducive to developing these plaques mm-hmm. um, and to keep your arteries healthy and keep your heart flowing properly. But then after you, if you do the dietary changes and everything, mm-hmm. then it'll just dissolve on its own. So it In theory, it will, unless you have large calcifications, then it may not. Um, but again, that's not something that we deal with in yeah, I neurology was just curious, as much. I've always wondered what yeah. happens to the plaque after so you. So for at sure, what yeah. kind of stroke, at what point would you as a neurosurgeon engage with a person who's having a stroke? So we usually won't engage with them almost at all mm-hmm. unless they need surgery. So, um, but I can say, you know, with the ischemic strokes and then also with the um, hemorrhagic strokes, so hemorrhage, you know, just a lot of blood flowing and it's not flowing in the location that it's supposed to flow when we think of hemorrhagic strokes. So I think that's actually really important because people who have ischemic and people who have hemorrhagic strokes, there's usually some type of a health component or a lifestyle thing that's contributing to it. So they might have diabetes. And that would they make either have, ischemic um, or Generally, diabetics will have more of the ischemic probably mm-hmm. um, than the hemorrhagic strokes, but you can have that as well because diabetics will frequently also have high blood pressure. So right. when we think of hypertension or high blood pressure, that's when you tend to get the hemorrhagic strokes. Uh, okay. um, and but that's when there's so much blood flowing, but it's not in the right 
It's not where you want the blood to be. Yeah. So you, so basically something burst, you know, something either burst or something. Yeah. Just there's, I mean, really it has to burst because otherwise your blood vessels are really strong. So Mm -hmm. there should just be no problem with it. And it's usually, so a hemorrhagic stroke, um, actually in African-Americans, a lot of times it's in the basal ganglia. So it's going to be in a location where it's deep down in the brain. Mm -hmm. Um, So you get hypertensive strokes there a lot. Um, So high blood pressure is a really huge problem. Diabetes is a huge problem and communities of color. And I think people need to understand that with diabetes and hypertension, you may not feel the effects of it. You'll feel it more with diabetes, right? But because you don't feel it over time, you can let things get out of hand where your arteries harden, you know, especially with diabetes, but they can harden with hypertension as well. And then they're brittle and they can break or they can, you know, you can have different ruptures in different Mm -hmm. places. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're having crazy symptoms like this woman appeared to be drunk and that's probably because she had a hemorrhage in a certain location or she had ischemia in a certain location so we don't normally get too involved I think um, depending on the locality neurologists can do some of the things that we do and sometimes they can't but if you have an ischemic stroke so you have a little blood clot that forms in a blood vessel in the brain we can use um, TPA which is a substance that breaks down um, the blood clot but there's a window it's only within 90 minutes so from the minute that you start having symptoms 90 minutes out is when you can use TPA. So the minute that the blood clot forms, you have to be diagnosed. So you saved her. So you say, you know, we say time is tissue. So you save the brain by diagnosis and and then intervention as quickly as possible. So she was able to get to the hospital and have Mm -hmm. the TPA administered within 90 minutes. Then she's going to save almost all of that brain because it's not just the little bit that's um, not receiving blood. It's, we call it penumbra. So it's all the shadow that is affected by the low blood flow. The shadow that's getting... Okay. Yeah, because there's an area around it that gets less blood flow. So right, all of because that every can part die. of the brain that's dependent on that little chunk of blood vessel mm-hmm. is getting impacted as well. Yeah, Even and if then it's just from reduced. the and then just from the swelling that forms anytime you mm-hmm. damage something in the body, there's swelling that forms. So that swelling can push the areas of the brain next to it. And you know, you have this bony box that your brain is in. Yeah. So there's nowhere else for your brain to go. So it's going to squish out of holes, or oh, it's going to push up against something, and then all of that can get damaged. So we usually will get involved when it's gone on for long enough, there's a certain period where the brain is going to swell. And if it starts to swell too much and we take serial images of it, and then the neurologist will let us know, you know, this person is at risk, you know, for whatever, all these different, you know, um, outcomes. And so then we'll go and we'll take part of the skull off and let the brain swell or we'll take the blood clot out. Sometimes the blood clot is so big that it needs a surgical intervention for it. Or sometimes sections of the brain have to be removed because they're, they're, they're dead. I mean, they'll dissolve over time, but you know, they're dead, but they're going to cause problems to the person just because of swelling. Mm -hmm. And so we can do that, but that's not as common. And some people don't agree with taking parts of the skull off to let the swelling go. So yeah, it depends on, I think where you are. Um, Can you put the piece of the skull back in? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We just wait for the brain to stop swelling. So, so usually it's like the skin, is the skin there, and then you just hold on to the piece of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we put it in a freezer. Yeah, just put it in a freezer. <laughs> no, I was I did the World War One plastic surgery lesson plan with the students today, mm-hmm. and um, they were saying, like, because, you know, plastic surgery during World War One was, like, super mm-hmm. not great. Um, and so <laughs> no at one point they were like, could we just have held on to his jaw? Because the guy, like, he had all the skin of his jaw, but he didn't have the jaw yeah. part anymore. Yeah, they could have. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, could we have just held on to his jaw and, like, suck it back in? And I was like, well, I don't think they had a way to... Yeah, if they had a cooler, they could have. They just needed a place to freeze it. They used to put the bone for the skull in the belly. We'd yeah, make a flap and put it in the belly, but the, some people will absorb the calcium and basically absorb the whole bone, and so then you don't have much. Yeah, it's crazy. Their bones must have yeah. been crazy hard. I mean, it depends. Some people probably don't really absorb. We don't do that anymore, um, but That's it's a it's a safe and sterile place to put it. Is it? so yeah, cool. So, huh. Yeah. 
I mean, in theory, yeah. But yeah. it's better to just freeze it. And then sometimes we just have to do a prosthetic bone. So, we yeah. make a, you know, you make it out of different materials and and then restore, you know. The, What's your the favorite skull. material to, to do? Wait, but we got to ask about the back, too. Oh, oh yeah. okay. <laughs> so, so I think the important thing with stroke is if someone's behaving in a way, if they, if they have indices that would make you think they could get a stroke, they'd have a stroke, like high blood pressure, that, that they don't take medication for any, you know, anytime someone has high blood pressure or diabetes is a big two, or you know that they have a really poor diet and they don't go to the doctor very often. If they start behaving strangely, if their face starts drooping, if you ask them to smile and it's not symmetrical. But those symptoms are only really present if they have the, you know, the stroke in a location where you're going to be able to see it. Sometimes the stroke isn't in a location where you can see it. And sometimes we have small strokes. And you could have small know. strokes and you won't even know because it's not going to affect very much. Really? Yeah. Yeah. My mom had a bunch of those. Yeah. 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 Oh. Like yeah, we so didn't they're... know until she had like an MRI or something like that. And then there was the doctor was like, oh, there's evidence that there were all these like little teeny tiny yeah, strokes. Lacuna yeah. strokes or, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's actually really common with people also with um, high blood pressure. Yeah. They have little mini strokes a lot, and you can have something that's like a stroke, but you recover fully from it, transient mm-hmm. ischemic attack, a TIA, and that heralds that you're going to potentially have a bigger stroke later. Um, you can have blood, you know, that coagulates, so it thickens really easily, and you mm-hmm. develop blood clots really easy. It might be genetic. It could be, you know, from some other cause. You could have a problem with your heart, atrial fibrillation, and so your heart doesn't beat regularly, mm-hmm. and then you throw off little tiny blood clots. What? So, yeah. <clears throat> So when we were talking about what you would talk about, and I wanted to talk about <laughs> stroke, stroke, and so we have talking about stroke. <laughs> but you wanted to talk about back pain, which I didn't really get. But no, back pain is really important because um, millions of Americans lose and work. And why, because as a neurosurgeon, do you all deal with back pain? So we deal with back pain because we uh, treat back pain. So neurosurgeons and um, and orthopedic surgeons, and then physical medicine and rehab doctors. And I mean, family medicine, sports medicine doctors and internists also treat it, but we do the surgeries on it. So people who have back pain will frequently think, and especially people on disability, right? They'll have, let's say you get injured at work, you lifted something heavy, or you're a fireman, you know, like Mm -hmm. our cousin is a fireman, lifted some 300-pound woman and hurt his back. So people might automatically think, oh, I should take pain medicine for it for the rest of my life. I can't work anymore. I can't do X, Y, or Z or I need surgery for it. And so they'll see us after they've been screened pretty extensively. Um, You know, hopefully most family medicine doctors or others don't send them to a neurosurgeon or orthopedic surgeon right away. Because most back pain, if you get a, um, you know, you might call it a slip disc or Mm -hmm. a herniated disc or something like that, a bulging disc, um, most of the time within eight weeks, the symptoms will subside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's inflammatory, right? So you have an inflammatory response. And even if the disc is a little particle of this gelatinous stuff, it's like a little jelly that sits in between your you know, your vertebrae, Mm -hmm. and it's really important. So it sits there because it provides shock absorption, right? Right. So you have to have it. And over time, less and less of it is there. But if you have an accident or if you're overweight, if you have a big belly Mm -hmm. in the front, you're pulling on the front and your back is kind of getting sway back, right? Right. So over time, you're going to damage those, you know, those discs and just the integrity of that whole structure. My jelly disc or my bone disc? The jelly. Okay. Yeah, there's no bone disc, so there's just the vertebrae, yeah. And so the jelly part will start to kind of bulge out over time. Like to slide out like a cake or something that's like not baked right and it's starting to Mm -hmm. tilt. And so over time, if you're having that, um, it can push on the nerve roots that are coming out. 
but if you had an acute accident or you, you know, whatever, you were biking or you got mm-hmm. hit by a car or you lifted something heavier, you know, any number of things, or you're just getting older or you're overweight, those discs can bulge. And then the acute setting, so let's say it starts at a definitive time, like you feel mm-hmm. it start today, mm-hmm. then probably within eight weeks, if you just take ibuprofen or aspirin or something, it's going to get better and it's going right. to go away because it's just an inflammatory thing. Mm-hmm. And then if you um, pass the eight weeks and you still have pain and you're still struggling to walk, you know, without pain, then maybe you start doing physical therapy and then you do, you know, therapy, then you do baths and you do all sorts of stuff. So you can do all kinds of different treatments and hopefully that will improve your symptoms. But the biggest, I think, um, confusion that people have is whether or not they should exercise. Mm -hmm. I actually wonder that a lot when my back hurts. Yeah, exercise is essential for improving back pain. But what type of exercise? Um, Really anything. So stretching is really good. Most people, you can get them to stretch, but they don't want to do anything else but doing a lot of core exercises, um, strengthening your legs, your stomach, your abs, your back, your gluteal muscles, your thighs, just making yourself stronger everywhere to support your lower back. And if you go see a... um, If you go see a um, physical therapist during that time, your family Mm -hmm. medicine doctor, they should be able to tell you what types of exercises to do. And we don't deal with that, so we don't do any of that stuff. We just do after someone has, you know, they've already gone through the first eight weeks, and then maybe they've had another eight to 12 weeks of therapy. But people really, (laughs) they want to take the narcotics, they want to take the ibuprofen, and they just want to keep treating it. But most people will get better if they just exercise. And almost everyone will get better if they lose weight. And so that's where it's hard because most people, too busy to exercise, they think they're too busy or they don't want to give up whatever it is that they're doing in terms of lifestyle that leads to the excess weight. And then they don't understand that if you would just do those things, even though it might be painful in the beginning or difficult, within 12 weeks, you'll probably feel better. Probably even within two weeks, you'll feel better as you start to strengthen your muscles. But it's hard because your back is so painful. It's painful. And I think also sometimes it feels like like the, that first initial stage after you like injure your back mm-hmm. or you feel like you got a slip disc or something like that, it actually feels like you can feel the disc moving around in a way that mm-hmm. makes you think that exercising would be the exact opposite yeah, of what you're no. doing. Cause it, that's why I was thinking of like that, that cake from Sleeping Beauty, yeah. you mm-hmm. know what I mean, where the like where it's like sliding because yeah. it's not baked right. Yeah. But if I'm going to keep moving, my mm-hmm. cake is going to keep falling. Yeah. No, and unfortunately, it's just the opposite. So you have to start doing it. And you might have to modify in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, so that's hard. But um, but you can, um, you know, you can figure it out um, with a with a physical therapist and with the um, physical therapist. therapist. <laughs> <laughs> the physical therapist <laughs> with the... Um, and with a um, a trainer, personal mm-hmm. trainer, you know, there are lots of personal trainers who specialize in um, injury, injury prevention, injury recovery, that kind of stuff. But, but back Lance, pain's huge. If I've my back has been hurting for more than twelve weeks, mm-hmm. then you should continue to do therapy for it. And you can, and you can, you can go, you can get imaging done, you can get X-rays, you can get MRIs, you can get all of that stuff. But when do you help me? Well, we only help you if there's a good indication to help you. Mm-hmm. So just having pain in and of itself is not mm-hmm. necessarily a reason to have surgery unless it's really debilitating. And even then, it might not be that removing your disc is going to relieve your pain. 
you know, and, you, you know, once you start having back surgery, sometimes you might need more and more and more, yeah. depending on what. Yeah, I mean, if it's just removing the disc, probably not. But if it's, you know, destroying bone and cutting into it and doing other stuff, then you might end up needing more surgery. Uh-huh. So I would say for people who have back pain, who are also inactive mm-hmm. and who have who are not anywhere near their ideal weight or if they're close to their ideal weight, but maybe they've recently gained 20 or 30 pounds and their knees also hurt. Like, let's say they never had knee pain and now they have knee pain. It's probably a good indication that exercising and losing that extra weight is going to bring you closer to feeling better. And then I, and I would personally say, try that first before you rush to want surgery or you rush to using narcotics or even rushing to use naproxen, you know, like Aleve or ibuprofen or Motrin, because, you know, those medications are not necessarily safe to be taken chronically. They can damage your liver and your Mm -hmm. kidneys. They can damage your stomach lining. So if I had to choose, you know, in my case, when I've had, because I have back pain because I was a gymnast, Mm -hmm. right? So, and I have horrible back pain. Sometimes it's 10 out of 10 in my neck and my back. But Mm -hmm. I also know that if I just do the hard work of exercising and stretching every day and lifting weights, that all of my pain goes away. So... Also, so, the uh, other thing we wanted to talk about before we went out of time is helmets, is, um, helmets and why people, as a neurosurgeon again, mm-hmm. why um, helmets are so important. Because there are so many people who really actually will ride bikes. They just don't oh, think yeah. they need a helmet to ride bikes, to ride yeah. to rollerblade, oh, yeah. to ride motorcycles. You just need to see one person whose head has been smashed into the side of a concrete, whatever, median or hit by a car and then they were flown around, you know, thrown around by the, you know, the force of the car's impact and they've smashed their head against a curb or something like that. You just need to see it once, I think, mm-hmm. before you're like, like, yeah, it's helmet never, never, like pest candies, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very rare that a person can have a major, you know, we've seen, pe- you know, people who it's a car versus a versus a pedestrian or a car versus a cyclist. And um, the person who's wearing the helmet, the, they might get a concussion. They might even have a traumatic brain, brain injury, but their skull doesn't, you know, get damaged. They don't have, you know, as much of the um, face, the facial lacerations, all that stuff, because they hit the curb, hit the helmet, hit the the helmet, first. The helmet first. Yeah, and the helmets are rated, you know, they're impact rated, and they have, you know, all the cushioning and all of that stuff. Now, you can't prevent someone from having a concussion from it. We're still having some kind of traumatic brain injury, but they at least won't have, you know, penetrating injuries to the head. You know, all oh, their brains will stay inside their head. Their brain will stay in their head, and, and that's, that's where you key. want it. That's key. It's it. key to good health. And the other thing, <laughs> if I if I if I knock my helmet against something, do I have to get a new one? Is it like a car seat with a baby? That I don't know. I'm gonna yeah. look yeah. that up. Yeah, because you know, if you get into a car yeah. car accident with a baby chair yeah. thing. No, with helmets. Now I don't know if they had to change. So I used to do. I was a research assistant for a neurosurgeon. Yeah. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Who, yeah. And and, um, at University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Mm-hmm. And um, she was looking at, um, her study was on people who had had traumatic brain, mm-hmm. or who had been in accidents mm-hmm. and had head injuries. Mm. And um, so once the helmet, once you've been in a crash, even if you've been on a rollerblades and you, <laughs> you've fallen and hit the helmet, you had to get a new one. Mm-hmm. Now that was... 15 years ago. Yeah. But that's probably ago. still true because it's the same thing for baby car yeah. seats. Like if you're in a car accident, you need to replace the baby car yeah. seat because like the stuff in it that's designed to like to shift most, for the impact yeah. has mm-hmm. shifted. Impact. Yeah. Has shifted. Yeah. 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 So t- that technically, if you've fallen, if you've, you just had it, you thought it was a minor crash and you hit your head and you're mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. you're still supposed to 
Yeah, they are devastating. Injuries that head injuries, like, you know, cycle motorcyclists who go on the freeway. I've seen people have road rash. That's devastating to look at. But the head injuries on the freeway for people who don't wear their, their helmets when they're motorcycles. I mean, it's, it's, they're just horrible to see. They're just horrible. Our cousin was in one. Did he have a helmet on? Yeah, he, he did have a helmet. Thank God. Did not. Oh, he didn't. No, he might. Did he? I don't remember. But he got a traumatic brain yeah, injury. He a, yeah, yeah, he tra- yeah, he got a traumatic brain injury from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? Get your loved ones helmets for Christmas. For real? Yeah. How no, that's awful would it Especially be? your children. Yeah. How awful would it be if they were mm-hmm. in an accident and at the funeral you had to be like, oh, well. He wasn't wearing a helmet. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's preventable. No, it's completely yeah. preventable. Mm-hmm. Now you can't avoid the neck injuries. You right. can't avoid the other injuries, but everything else will heal. But your brain, it'll heal. But you're gonna be different. You know, you're yeah. gonna have lifelong problems potentially if you get, you know, brain injury. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for your family too because if you get a TBI, it might just be your um, your intellectual capabilities that change. It might be your personality. And mm-hmm. that can be really hard for family members to deal with because yep. you might need lifelong care. You might not be able to make executive decisions. Effectively. And you might be somebody who's harder to take yeah. care of mm-hmm. because one too. of the symptoms can be hostility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. This has been a happy show. <laughs> Traumatic yeah. brain injuries, but I do appreciate you sharing that information because I think it's, you know, I see so many people writing, oh, yeah bikes and motorcycles and riding bikes and innocently, you know, just do to do, but you can't predict when you're riding a bike, you are, you are vulnerable to cars and Mm -hmm. people running out in front of you and you can fall. And And it's not like we have universal health care, right? It's going to be expensive if you get Mm -hmm. hurt. It's just a needless injury. It's a needless injury. There's no reason for it. When you can wear a helmet. When you can wear a helmet. I mean, so what? You can't feel the wind blowing in your hair because like they're not required in Minnesota, for example. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if they're required here because I see so many people without yeah. them. But yeah. I always wear my helmet. Mm-hmm. And I make my boys, I made them always wear their helmets. I'm not good at riding bikes. So, so you don't wear a helmet because of that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just need to have a helmet on just just to be alive. That might be true. Yeah. That might be true. A helmet with a map function. With a map. Yeah. You know what I mean? With a I map. stepped on a student's water bottle and it broke open and it was super awkward because it was also in her backpack. Oh. And I told her, you need to move your backpack because I'm going to step on it. But I didn't know the water bottle was in it. And oh. then I stepped on it and I fell and also the water bottle burst. Oh. Yeah, you might need a helmet. Did you hit your head? No. Oh, good. Oh, another good. student. I landed on another student. <laughs> oh, actually. nice. So he hit his head. Yeah, he did. But she didn't. Okay. <laughs> so that's good. And point, also but... she had her like urban decay, like. eyeshadow palette in her but here's if (laughs) she had taken appropriate preventative measures like exercising on a regular basis or wearing a helmet she would still have her makeup palette because why is your backpack on the floor but oh, that I don't is, know. Oh, that's I don't. a stretch. Yeah, it I feel is like stretch. that's a lot for me to try to bring all <laughs> try, of that. Like, to, you know, I'm like, how do I bring that back? <laughs> bring that back to wearing helmets. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this is WBLK 1230 AM. Nola Edge, you've been listening to Dr. Adrian. Dr. Maria. And Dr. Alana. Oh, thank you for joining us. <laughs> we may or may not be back here next week. I, I think we'll be back next Oh, yeah, we will be back next yeah, week. Why would we not be back next week? I don't know because I get mixed up on the days. Um, thank you, Jess. Listening to y'all next Oh, listen Bye. to us next week. Yeah, Bye. Listen to us. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.